great minds, and all that, that captures everybody's thoughts. Great minds have purpose. Do you have a purpose this morning? If you don't have a purpose, you might have eliminated yourself from the great minds. Okay, great minds have purpose. Others have wishes. Great minds have purpose. Others have wishes. Glory to God. Praise God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you once again, Father God, for the anointing upon the word, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that anointing, Father God, that our hearts are fertile, Father God, to receive that which you're about to give us, Father. And I thank you, Lord. Greater revelation, Father God, will come to each and every one of us, Father God, as we hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in our day, everybody has short attention spans. <laughs> I mean, you know, I imagine you can ask every teacher out there how long the uh, attention span is for some kids or students, and it's very short. Others, you know, you know, we want, but anyway, we have short attention spans, and it's so often hard for people to learn how to pray effectively. So we're going to learn how to pray effectively this morning. Too often we come to God with all sorts of petitions and intercessions like, God, bless Uncle Amos and Aunt B and Brother Tom. We seem to be sending prayers all over the place. Yet, as a sender, we the sender, we're broken down. It's the same old rut that we get in. We have no ability to have prayers answered because we ourselves are not right with God oftentimes. I didn't have one amen. I thought I'd have a few there. Without prayer, our course becomes misdirected and muddled. Prayers, when, when not given in its proper place in our lives, become obscure and devalued. And then we become detached. It becomes detached from our thought process. How many, how many of you think of prayer a lot? Hmm. I know, prayer. Lunch, breakfast, and dinner, and nighttime, right? That's, that puts a lot of people into that category, and it's not supposed to be that way. Amen? Uh, for prayer to be great in an individual's life, in your life, we need to be focused and committed to the things of God. We need to establish prayer in our lives to become effective in the work that God has called us to do. So, with that thought, let's go to Matthew chapter 26. That's Matthew chapter 26. And uh, we will see something here. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with 36. Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus cometh with them into, unto a place called Gethsemane. And he said unto the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray yonder. 
And took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Anybody know who the two sons of Zebedee were? Two sons of Zebedee. James and John. Thank you back there. So, so, you didn't know it was going to be an open book <laughs> test, did you? Or quiz. Okay. Verse 37 again. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Hmm. Then he said unto him, unto, unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Tarry here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Verse 40. And he came, and he came unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And he said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, that's a statement that I think uh, all of us can fall into, that we're spiritually motivated, but our flesh doesn't want to do it. Hello. Okay. What? What? Could you not watch with me one hour? One hour? Watch one hour. What does, prior, uh, what does prayer encompass? Prayer, the aspect of prayer is, all, this, uh, this portion that we're going to look at right now is often neglected and it's overlooking. Watching. Watch. He said, could you not watch? He said, I'm going over to pray. Could you not watch? So watching and prayer seem to go hand in hand here. Watch means to be awake and vigilant. Keeping awake in order to guard. So as believers, we should stay awake spiritually and keep guard. Stay spiritually aware of specific needs. What? You're not even watching with me? Of the specific needs that I'm praying for? Watch and pray. Okay, let's keep your... Well, I think we'll keep our marker there. I'll get it there. And then we want to go to Ephesians. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 this time. In Ephesians chapter 6, we find something also. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18, Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and, what? And what? Let's, let me read that again. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and, 
watching. There's something we ought to do in prayer. Watch. We need to be spiritually on guard. Watching thereunto for all for all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we need to be careful how we, want, uh, we pray. Know what we pray. We need to be diligent. Oh, well, since we're in this portion of the Bible, let's go to the next, uh, the, the second book over, which would be the book of Colossians chapter 4 this time. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians 4, 2. Continue in prayer. Glory to God. We're in the right spot. And what? Watch. What does watch mean? Be awake and vigilant in order to guard. Hmm. Watch in the same with thanksgiving. Wow. Be vigilant and be thankful that you're doing a good job and you're praying. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's return to the book of Matthew. This time we want to go to Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, we will find we'll look at verse 5. That's Matthew 6, 5 first. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt be, not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I send to you, they have their reward. Okay, so we're talking about prayer. Let's drop down to verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy, shall, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, this is verse 13, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Glory to God. After this manner, therefore, ye pray. We need to pray to the Father. You know, it's a privilege to, have, to pray to God. Pray to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. At any moment, at any, at any time. You never get a busy call. I'm sorry there's 3,542 before you. If you hold on... Your waiting time is, no, you don't get a busy tone. You get right into the throne room of God. Amen. Glory to God. How great the power of prayer is. And it's available unto us. So we're going to be looking at prayer this morning. If you want a title, one hour. One hour. More, more things are wrought in this world, or brought into the world, uh, than men's dreams by the power of God in answering prayers. More things are brought into the world by, through God, by prayer. Glory to God. That should give us a lot of encouragement. 
to pray, amen? Uh, we know that, that God hears our petitions and answers them. Glory to God. And we can read about a lot of these prayers in scriptures. How many, how many read, I shouldn't ask that question. How many are, are reading in the Bible this year? Through, going to go through. Well, okay. Uh, anyway, we read in scriptures about prayer. But do, ever, do we ever think about that prayer? You know, we read, okay, so-and-so read, you know, prayed, and then we go on, you know. So-and-so prayed, and we go on. Do you ever think about their prayers? What did it accomplish? Amen. Okay. Let's go to Joshua, the book of Joshua. We won't start at the very beginning, but we'll. The book of Joshua. And find with me at the 10th chapter. That's Joshua chapter 10. I know it's in here someplace. That's Joshua chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 12 and 13. Joshua. 10, 12, and 13. Then spake Joshua unto the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said, said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon upon the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon the enemies. Is this not book, uh, written, in the book of, uh, written in the book of Jaser? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hath not gone down about a whole day. Wow! He prayed, and the sun and the moon stopped. Rotation of the earth went, and nobody flew off, or maybe just the sun and moon just, just, just stopped. Okay, for almost a full day. Boy, that was a long day. How would you have to have a long work day like that? Two days' worth. <laughs> and these guys were, were battling it out. I mean, you've got to be tired. I mean, if you're fighting, this is, this is two days of fighting, straight. That's pretty heavy. Okay. Okay. Think about that. Think about it. He prayed, and it and the sun and moon stopped for almost a full day. We will consider that. Now turn with me to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. And 2 Kings, glory to God, hallelujah. Chapter 20, that's 2 Kings, chapter 20. Here we find Hezekiah. That's Hezekiah, chapter 20, 2 Kings, beginning with verse 8. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What shall be a sign that the Lord will heal me? So there must have been prayer here, right? And that I shall go up unto the house of the Lord the third day. 
And Isaiah said, This sign shall be shall have this sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backwards ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backwards, by which it had uh, gone down on the sundial or whatever, okay? So Hezekiah said, I want, I got to know this is, if you're going to, this is true that you spoke to me. Let the sun back up 10 degrees. So we got a full day, almost a full day stopped. And now we got another day moving back 10 degrees. You ever think about that? Boy, that makes it for a long day. Okay. NASA. Anybody know what NASA is? You know, the space, spaceships go up, right? In the NASA space program, they discovered a lost day. They couldn't compute things because everything was all messed up. They had to find out what was going wrong. The lost day. They found that Joshua's sun's uh, being stopped and the moon standing still was 24 hours and 20 minutes. That day was, Joshua's extended day was 23 hours and 20 minutes. Okay. Hezekiah said, run the clock back 10 degrees. You look at that, 10 degrees on the clock means 40 minutes. 40 minutes, 23 hours, and 20 minutes equals one full day. Wow. They couldn't do some, there, there's space explorations. They couldn't get things right until they got that mathematical equation put in. Boy, that's prayer for you. All right, glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, how about uh, since we're in, in the Old Testament, let's go back up to 1 Samuel. We'll go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. And first, we're looking at prayer. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah has no children. 1 Samuel chapter 1, looking at verse 11. And she... Uh, Okay, verse 10. And she, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thy handmaiden and remember me, and not forget thy handmaiden, but will give unto thy handmaiden a, a man-child, I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor come upon his head. Well, she made a... She prayed... I mean, what mother doesn't pray for her children? 
but she didn't have one. She, she wanted one, so I'm going to give them to you, Lord. Uh, let's drop down to verse six, uh, 17. He, and Eli said unto her, Go in peace, and the God of Israel shall grant thee thy petition as thou hast asked of him. Her prayer was heard, and it's answered. We find out she has a little boy named, and she named him Samuel. And as soon as he was weaned, he went into the priesthood almost. You could say, you know, became a, lived at the, under the uh, high priest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go to Second Chronicles this time. Second Chronicles chapter 32. Second Chronicles chapter 32. Prayer. It's valuable. Second Chronicles chapter 32. Uh, let's go to um, King Hezekiah is here. And uh, the city of Jerusalem is being surrounded or going to be overtaken by Sherechanib. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong, don't worry. You can look it up. Okay. That's 2 Chronicles, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 32, looking, beginning in verse 20. And for this cause, Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos prayed and cried unto heaven. And the Lord sent an angel which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains of the leaders and the captains of the camp of the king of Syria. So he returned with shame with his face on his own land. And when he was coming to his own house of his God, they that came forth his own, uh, own, own uh, bowels slew him. And many of their sons uh, killed him with the sword. Okay. So Hezekiah prayed that uh, Jerusalem would be spared from this guy. And if you, if you recall, uh, this, this Shurekhanim had conquered all of the known world at that time. And he was coming up to Jerusalem, where King Hezekiah was, the Israeli king. And he says, I've put everybody down, and your, your, your God is not going to help you one thing. He's, I'm just going to take you just like anybody else. And so they prayed, and we see here that uh, something happened. So let's go to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. We'll just cover this one a second time. In Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 37. That's Isaiah th chapter 37. We'll read this. It'll give us a little more insight. That's Isaiah. This is what's about King Hezekiah. Isaiah chapter 37, beginning with verse 14. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers, and it read, and he read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and, and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thy ear, O Lord, and hear, and open thy eyes, O Lord, and see, and, and hear the words of Shurekhanib, which has sent, which has sent to reproach the living God. So we see that Jerusalem was spared, so was Hezekiah. And uh, Shrekhavim uh, 
went home and he was killed in his own sanctuary, his own place where his God is. <laughs> Bad news. So we're talking about the prayer. It's been said that the church today is not as strong as it should be. We have the mighty weapon of prayer, but none know how to use it, or very few know how to use it. Prayer is that mighty weapon of the church, but in most cases it's been rejected or ignored. Hello. We'll get Brother Bill to do it. Amen. Um, what are the effects of a prayerless church? The church has the greatest message of all, the gospel. And through it, it has the capacity, the plans, the programs, and they have even great preachers. But if it lacks the igniter, and the igniter is the heart of prayer. And if they don't have that igniter, all is dormant, all is cold, and presumed dead. And oh God, forgive us for our apathy of not praying. We don't need better programs, but we need power. Power from on high, which can only be obtained by real prayer. Unless, as Christians, we repent, the church will remain as it is, restricted, confined, and held in bondage because we do not pray effectively. And in James, it tells that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And unfortunately, there's, there's, the prayer wars are far and beyond defined, almost. When prayer, when Christians pray less, their lives are not in a position to be changed by God. If you pray less, your, your, your life is not in a position to be changed by God. Because that, that prayer is your intimate relationship with God that brings an atmosphere to your life. The joy, your love, and your freedom that you had starts to be eroded away in the ensuing months because of lost prayer. Hmm. Our prayer should be ignited with adoration, which is praising God for who He is. Prayer should have thanksgiving, thanking God for what He has done. Prayer should have intercession, praying for the needs of others and their situations. Now, there's a formula. There, well, there used to be called a formula. It's called ACTS, A-C-T-S. And it deals with prayer. First is adoration, ACTS. Adoration, spend time and praise with God in, in your prayer time. It start, should start that way. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, glory to God. You're most high. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
Hallowed be thy name. There's, you know, there's that, that adoration. Second, Acts, a C, confession of sin. We need to get that out of the way. Because it says if you have sin, he can't, it, it throws us away. We can't even get into the throne of God. Then we have what comes from A-T, A-C-T, okay? Thanksgiving. Thanking God for what he has done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You've done great and mighty things. You've given us covenant rights. And we're blessed by it. And the fourth thing is S, supplications. That's where you begin to put out your petitions and intercessions and prayers. So that's Acts. In the Lord's Prayer that we looked at, the Lord teaches us to begin in praise, then to petition God for His will to be done. Next comes the request for our daily needs. After that, after that request is a forgiveness of our sins as we forgive others. Next comes the important petitions. Lead us not in temptation. Wow. Don't let the de devil get a hold of me. But deliver us from the evil one. And then in closing again, just like it opened, we need to praise God and, and give him adoration for how great he is and how good he is to us. That's the Lord's Prayer in a nutshell. Uh, Matthew chapter 26. Let's look at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. This is, uh, needs to be highlighted. Matthew 26, verse 39. And he went a little further. This is Jesus speaking, uh, praying in the garden. And he fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, fa oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as, but as thou wilt. We need to pray with the condition that our prayers will be according to God's will. Our prayers should be according to God's will. Don't put yourself above God. God's will. We have to be focused. We have to be God-focused. Be in tune with God's agenda and follow God's lead. Knowledge flows from having a relationship with God. Then we will know His will when we pray. Okay? Uh, another thing that we need to do is have koinonia. I can't even pronounce the word koinonia. I think it is pronounced. In other words, we need to have love. Our prayers must have love. God will work in lives in proportion to the degree of your love. If you don't have any love for somebody, your prayers are not going to go anywhere. You've got to have love. That's why you pray. Okay. Another thing that we need to have when we pray is clean hearts. It's required. Let's go to Psalms chapter 24. Psalms 24. We'll see that. We'll see this. In Psalms chapter 24. Look 
talking about prayer, right? Psalms 24, looking at verse, beginning with verse 3. And who shall ascend to the, uh, unto the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands, a pure heart, who, who hath not lifted up his whole unto vanity, nor swore deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord, and the righteous, righteousness from God of, his, uh, God of his salvation. We need to have that clean heart. We need to be, that's, this is required of us when we go before the Lord. Uh, let's, uh, since we're in Psalms, let's, let's look at another interesting thing here. Psalms chapter 66. If you'll turn with me to Psalms chapter 66. Clean heart. We're talking about a clean heart at this point. Psalm 66, looking at verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Wow. But look at verse 19. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to my voice and my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me, because you have a clean heart. Shows you that, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that kind of tie in with prayer here. Okay. Having a clean heart, we have to have we need to be in one accord. It means we need to have the same passions and unity and fellowship and, and have an agreement in purpose, desire, and attitude when we pray. John chapter 17, book of John. John chapter 17. Oh, glory to God. I'm happy, I'm happy, you're, you're happy. I think you're all like the little kid. Tisha said, go sit down in the corner. And he, he goes, sits down. He says, I'm not sitting down in my heart. I'm standing up. <laughs> right? We need, we, we, we need to be like the, the little kid in the right way. We're going to do it God's way, not our way. Okay? We need to have the right attitude. John chapter 17. Look at this one. Look at this. Verse 20. Having one accord. John 17, verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they may be as one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may know, may believe that thou art sent me. Glory to God. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that we may be made perfect in one, perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So there's that same purpose, that, that unity. Uh, we need to come alive, amen? You can't, we can't have dissension in our lives. And uh, let's look at Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs a moment here. In Proverbs chapter 6, 
Some of you know where I'm headed for. Proverbs chapter 6. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. These things, these six things the Lord does hate, even seven are abomination. A proud look, a lying tongue, a hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceiveth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift to running into mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that uh, sweareth, uh, soweth discord among the brethren. We can't have dissension in our lives. You find dissension coming in or any of those things coming in, bless you. Cast it out. Don't let it be there. Uh, Ephesians, go to Ephesians. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 this time. In Ephesians chapter 4, we find, glory to God, Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation which thou art called, with all, with all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, endeavoring to keep the unity of, of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Glory to God. So we have to pursue, pursue, and move closer to what God intends us, intended us to be. A house of prayer. We need to hold one, hold one another up and glory to God. We're about to roll out of here. So today, we need men and women who will take up the mantle of prayer and step forth and say to the Lord, here Am I? Send me. Use me for your glory. Just one hour. What? Just one hour. And that one hour was important to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Anybody need prayer this morning? We will close it off. I didn't give you one hour, did I? Oh, I don't know. I gave you 40 minutes. It was like Hezekiah. <laughs> okay, let's all stand then we'll, as we close. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that uh, as you have challenged us, Father God, uh, as your sons and daughters, Father God, to become more, Father God, Equip, Father God, to do those things that you've called us to do, Father God, that we should learn to pray, Father God, properly, Father God. Be watchful as we pray. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us, Father God, takes that challenge, Father God. And as we do so, Father God, our maturity, Father, will grow, Father God, and we will accomplish to do great and mighty exploits for you. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. And we thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways, Father God, that we are the blessed. And we can bless others. We thank you once again, Father God, for your love and your compassion, your grace and mercy that are upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.